fingers, and you're done. Warning. The program you're about to hear is absolutely filthy and thoroughly disgusting. Furthermore, listening to it will immediately turn you into a bottom. Bottom. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Watch me shove this beer can up my ass. I'm proud to declare the Adam Sank Show and his ass open to the wind. Ass open to the wind. This is fuckery. <laughs> this is all fuckery. Fuckery, fuckery, fuckery. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... Give a warm round of applause to my friend and yours, Adam Sank. Because I'm what? I am sickening. And so is monkeypox. Make sure you get vaccinated as soon as possible. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. What happened in your face, JB? I think a lady just farted because I just smelled something. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. How unladylike. I apologize. Uh, we're not even 10 seconds into the show and we're in trouble. Uh, we're back live, everyone, if you're listening live at 11 a.m. Eastern, Saturday, July 16th, 2022, dnrstudios.com or the DNR Cast app. The only place to hear this motherfucking podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Leave us your ratings and reviews. We haven't had a goddamn review in over three weeks and I've had it. Come on, guys. It's, I ask so little of you. Just leave reviews for us. It helps. Email me, your dick pics, or anything else at adam at adamsank.com. Call and talk to us live on the Ass Hotline. It's, I, I think I was uh, still a teenager the last time we had a live call to this show, but uh, the number is 804-TALK-ASS, and you can also call and leave a voicemail when we're not on the air. Like the Facebook page. Get your ass merch at adamsank.com. Get vaccinated and boosted for COVID and monkeypox and whatever the fuck else comes along because it's never-ending. Here on the ass, we stand with Ukraine. Our guest today is uh, really someone I'm excited to have on and a little bit scared. Uh, His name is Dallas Steele. His real name is Jim Walker. He, uh, for many years, was a TV reporter and anchor. He was thrice nominated for a regional Emmy Award. And then in his 40s, he became a porn star and a very successful porn star. Some would even say a legendary porn star with a legendary penis. But he's also um, got some controversial views. A lot of people feel that he's a uh, Trump. Oh, there's the. uh, Yes, he does have a horse cock. Uh, A lot of people think he's a Trumper. He's not a Trumper. He is conservative on certain issues, and we'll be getting into that with him a little later. But first, as you know, my co-host Steve is frolicking through the woods this entire summer, and so joining us in his place is guest hostess Jenny Aaron. Give it up for Jenny. Thank you. Jenny, we had you on the show not long ago. Yeah, it was like less than a year ago, I think. You were a guest, and you were a delightful guest. It was so much fun. You had many opinions, and you were funny. Yeah, and keep you, going. You bring some much-needed uh, femininity and bisexuality to the show. Queerness. Queerness. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, you, you check a lot of boxes for us, Jenny. I'm nothing but boxes. <laughs> I love your box. Um, thank you. It's so much fun to be here. I had an absolute blast last time. And um, I always like to talk for longer than I'm allowed. So I appreciate Perfect. more time. Here's the opportunity. Make sure you keep your mouth in front of that microphone at I'm all times. I'm sorry. Time. It's so, been a while. I, it's been a while since you've had a large phallic object it in your sure face. It sure has. But uh, it's here. Uh, also with us is the queen of fuckery, our producer and soundboard operator, Mr. Jordan Bercy. Hello, JB. Hi. JB, we didn't do a sound check ahead of time, so I'm trusting that this is all going out loud and clear yeah. to the listener. Yeah. Like, ever since we did that sound <laughs> test, I never had to change things. Everything is pre-programmed and saved. Fabulous. So should. And Jenny, you know you can turn your your uh, headphones up or down it's as needed. Per- it's absolutely Is it good? Perfection. Can you hear yourself? It's okay. perfect. Um, let's get this out of the way. I have uh, an important announcement. If you haven't done so already, it's time to nominate the Adam Sank Show for a podcast award. For the first time in history, we are competing in the comedy category, not LGBTQ. So go to podcastawards.com, register as a nominator and a voter. It's key that you register as both. It's free. They won't spam you. Nominate us in the comedy category and people's choice categories. When you register, make sure you agree to become a voter as well as a nominator. There's a little box you check. Assuming we're nominated, and I think we will be, fingers crossed, go back to the website between August 8th and September 13th, 
and vote for us once again in the comedy and people's choice categories. Now, in the LGBTQ category, you have your choice of two DNR shows. I'm not going to play favorites. I'm not going to tell you whom I voted for. But please vote for either Derek and Romaine or If These Ovaries Could Talk. Those are the only DNR studio shows besides mine that are in the running this year. I cheated. I voted twice. So I can play. With two different email addresses? Yep. Put your face in front of the mic too, JB. I play Devil's Advocate. So the first time I voted, definitely Adam Sink and then DNR. The second time I voted, Adam Sink and If These Ovaries Can Talk. Thank you. Baby is dedicated, honey. Yes, sir. So, Jenny, yes, uh, the last time we spoke to you, we talked about your professional organizing career and also the fact that you were just starting grad school yes. to be a psychotherapist. And That's I, right. I understand you just finished your first year. I just survived my first year of a lot of crying and listening and more crying. Were you crying? Or yeah. Were you? Wow. It was deep. They said it was intense, and it really was, because specifically we did uh, group. Has, have either of you been in group therapy? Um, n- not specifically. Okay. Um, I've been in some group Like a things. support group yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have been to a support group uh, in my high school. There was a shooting, and then grief counseling. Got it. Support. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, they to teach us how to be facilitators of group therapy, we became participants in group therapy. And I've been in therapy my whole adult life. I never thought that all of this stuff would come up. Wow. So it was it was beautiful. It was so a, to become a therapist, they make you partake. Go, go through the experience of, yes. of really serious, deep psychotherapy. Exactly. They highly suggest that you're an individual therapy. There are many people in my cohort that have never stepped inside of a therapist's room. Which and they I want find, to become therapists? Yeah. It really, I'm, I'm individually encouraging highly encouraging each of them I'm like grandma thinks you should go to therapy like i'm i'm double the age of all right. the kids so i'm like it's like becoming a mechanic and never driving a car like, i was gonna say it's like becoming an actor and saying oh but i've never seen a, a theatrical production it's, it's so like, how do you what do they think therapy is i don't know i that don't is crazy no, well but that's I, also scary it's scary but also we have a. I'm at Brooklyn College. It's a great program, and there's free counseling to students. There's a counseling center, which we are therapists at, and you have the opportunity to go and get group therapy, individual therapy, even just to try it, right? To see what anyway. But you know, when I was in college and grad school, I was probably those were not the years that I would have sought out therapy, even though right. I needed it, right? Because you're just so unaware of yourself and you think you're fine when you're not sure but as a as a baby therapist it really is necessary of course to see what's going on in there yeah yeah it's like any profession and not experiencing where it happens and how it happens i told you last time i think you're going to be an amazing therapist and in fact i might be your first patient oh it's been a while since i've been in therapy yeah and but, but you because, enjoy it. Well, I think it can only be helpful if you're working with a really good uh, counselor. Absolutely. I'm, I actually stopped because I felt like I no longer needed it, and mm-hmm. that's still kind of the case. My biggest problems are things like Donald Trump. Okay. You know, they're not like interpersonal things in my life. That's right. all kind of stable. Right. But who knows? Yeah. In a crisis, it's always good to go back. But yeah, if you have the tools, if you've learned what you can learn in a time span that feels good to you, then move on. Absolutely. Well, let's go right to recommended viewing. Um, I only have one this week. Gail will I be happy to know. Segment. Oh, there's Gail. Who gives a fuck what anyone else is watching on TV? This shit sucks. Gail, Gail hates this segment. Um, I'm going to recommend a show that's been on for years that I just discovered. I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd never watched it. And it's Shameless on mm. Netflix. Oh, it's so good. You guys both like it? I used to work at Showtime, and I would watch it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I well, I watched it when it first came out, and I continued until the older sister left. And I just kind of don't tell up. me. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Sir, it's been out for years. I know, but I just started. Oh, I told God. you. Okay, I get that. I totally understand that. It's a great show. You're still gonna goddamn enjoy it, and you'll be like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Do you know, I went online to find out who played a certain person because I was interested in the actor, and there was a fucking spoiler of alert. Of course. I was yeah. like, God, what's wrong with these people? Because well, it's been it's out been for years. a long All right. time. <laughs> well, the whole series is available on Netflix. It's about a so very dysfunctional. Trashy family living in Chicago. Pure white trash. Total yeah. white trash. Pure white trash. Yeah. Led by William H. Macy as He's an incorrigible brilliant. drunk. 
Oh, and what, what I like about it is there's a lot of gayness. Mm -hmm. There's unexpected gayness and unexpected gay sex, and I'm always a fan of that. There's some very sexy boys on it. There's some hot sex, period, yeah. on that show, and just a lot of terrible behavior. It's very politically incorrect. I enjoy it. Um, Jenny, recommended yes. this week. Um, I saw the documentary on HBO about Anthony Bourdain called Roadrunner, mm. and it was a great documentary about his life, how he started, and ultimately what happened to him at the end. Spoiler, he's now dead. I'm sorry, Adam, for spoiling that That I for did you. know. <laughs> um, but it was beautiful because a lot of his friends were talking heads and they were also like really grieving and really talking about it so soon after it happened. Yeah, I've heard it's really intense. It's beautifully done. And it, the same director did 20 Feet from Stardom. Oh, I love that documentary. Yeah, so it has that same quality. I recommend both of those. Then, yeah. And I will watch that. JB, recommended. Um, okay, so before we get to my recommend, I'm going to say, uh, the red-headed brother, he, the actor that plays, he's always playing like gay roles, even though he's a straight man, and I fucking oh. love him. And I don't know why. The one who's fucking the deli guy. Mm -hmm, him, yeah, Cameron. He, he cute. Yeah, he cute. And he always in these roles, but he's, uh, again, a straight man. And it bothers my spirit, because I want to fuck him down. Maybe he's not. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe he's on the fence. <laughs> anyway, maybe he hasn't come out yet. My recommended viewing comes from HBO Max. Uh, it was actually this show was started by Netflix, but then Netflix canceled. It was picked up by HBO Max. Tuka and Birdie. I don't know if you heard of it, but the it's cartoon with, yeah, or it's animated with Tiffany, Had with Tiffany Haddish and uh, Ali Wong. What's they, the first word? Tuka and Birdie. Oh, Tuka. Okay. Tuka. Yeah, I thought like you said toucan. Ah, no. like toucan Sam. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of toucan because it is a toucan bird. But no, I think the show is good. And then season two and now three is on HBO Max. So definitely give it a watch. I'll but the first season's out. on Netflix. So if you want to watch the first season, watch it on Netflix. Okay. Then go to HBO Max. Thank you, JB. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny. Let's get right into the news. We have uh, we have so much to get through today because we're going to be talking to Steve a little later, and we have that guest I want to save time for. But we're going to start with Monkeypox. Monkeypox is surging uh, in the country, and especially here in New York City. We are the epicenter of the epidemic. Uh, I now have three close friends. <laughs> Who, oh, the monkeys are taking over the studio, Jenny. Uh, three I thought I smelled something. <laughs> no, that was Lady. Yeah. Three close friends are suffering with this. Wow. It is no fucking joke. They have, re uh, listeners, you might not want to be eating for this. They have lesions all over their anus. Ew. That makes defecating incredibly painful. I mean, like, excruciatingly painful. They said it's the most painful thing they've ever experienced. They have it on their dick. Wow. They don't have it on their mouth or eyes, but some people do. It is This is not something you want. And I, even though I've been vaccinated once, uh, I'm not having sex. I'm having a fucking celibate summer, you guys, until this fucking thing is over. Join the or, club, sis. Yeah. Well, JB, I was wondering, you're not vaccinated, right? No, not for monkeypox. Have you, did you try to make an appointment uh, yet? I, they're not giving them in the pharmacies in my area, so... And my doctor's, you know, it's kind of, actually, I do get a new, I did get a new doctor. He's pretty on point. Good. He doesn't have access to the vaccines. Well, none of the doctors do, and none of the pharmacies do. They, they're set up. It's so terrible right now. They don't have enough vaccines, first of all. They only are giving them out at, like, one location in each borough. And not even in each borough. I don't think there's any in Staten Island or Queens. There's, like, one in Brooklyn, one in the Bronx, one in Manhattan. And every time They're they open places, every time they open the website for appointments, either the website crashes instantly or they run out of appointments in minutes. Right. So this is really, you know, it's while it's not deadly, this is like AIDS 2.0 in the way that the response is so overwhelmingly bad and disorganized, and this is spreading needlessly. Um, I already ha know of some major events that have been canceled out of precaution. I've heard through the grapevine there are sex parties that, you know, usually happen every week that are being canceled, thank God. And, you know, I I'm just, I'm afraid. I don't want this. Yeah. Also, um, not, not to say this, I know it's not fucked up to say, but it's kind of funny how monkeypox is only fed in gay people. And the response is, like you said, very low. But when COVID happened and it was happening to the straight people, Everyone was moving wheels to try to find something or sort of start vaccinations to push to the people. Right. It's just ha-ha funny. Well, COVID that... was pretty terrible 
you know, the Trump administration did not have a rapid response to COVID. Let's remember that. I, I know, but it's, I felt like it was more like when they when the vaccines were available, they became available to everyone who wanted it. And, right. Uh, like for the not HIV at first. Person. At first, it was appointment only. But I, right. your, your point the, is well taken. They're, they're, the response is shitty, and it <laughs> would be better if it wasn't just gay I guys. I mean, it's still shitty. It. it would still probably be shitty, but it would be less shitty. It also is. It's related to sex. Having It's transmitted right. through sex. So, of course, that's going to be... Well, just don't have sex. That's right. probably the response. And if you do, you deserve this. Yeah, that's, that, that's you're a absolutely little right. A reminiscent of yeah. And I think the numbers are probably much greater than are being reported because it is sexually transmitted. So everyone's ashamed. Sure. You know, my friends who have this are like, "Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone." And I'm like, "Well, we have to tell people." That's sad. So I've been shouting from the rooftops everywhere I can that this is real. This is serious. Um, have you seen the? I'm sorry. Have you seen the? pox on uh, someone i've seen pictures yeah on my, yeah actually i did i met one of my friends who has this currently at a beach we stayed away from each other we were like outside the whole time but yeah i mean he it he doesn't have a lot on his body they're concentrated in his anus right. and that seems to be the pattern okay here uh, in this particular spread um monkeypox is caused by a virus similar to smallpox early symptoms include fever headache muscle aches backache swollen lymph nodes chills and exhaustion most of my friends don't have any of those um it will Why often does it sound like covid it well really because because viruses tend to like, behave this because that's the same symptoms i had for the past two weeks except for the lesions and my asshole hurting but pretty much but you thought you had covid but you didn't i'm mean, no i did have covid but oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why I texted you. I thought like, you said you were checking to see if you no. had it. Okay. So that uh, the third, when we were here, the Sunday I went to a graduation party, and that's when I got infected by one of my goddamn family members. I don't know which one. Haven't found out yet. It's not Hunting. anyone's fault. You know that. <laughs> I spent two years without getting it, and then somehow I go to a family fuck shit, and I get it. That's some shady shit. Shady shit. Shade. So, like, I, I felt that way, and it was the worst. I was like, I hope I don't got monkeypox. But I didn't have any lesions or anything, so I thought it was fine. You also haven't been very sexually active. I, I'm not sexually active anymore. So there you go. Yeah. Were you relieved that it wasn't monkeypox? Wait, is Jenny's mic on? Jenny's mic is on. I didn't touch it. Something happened. I can't hear her anymore. <laughs> Anyway, um, while we fix Jenny's mic, I will just say there is no known treatment for this other than like soaking an Epsom salt bath. Me too. Yeah, I just had to reset the board because something just happened and I'm like, what happened? It's monkeypox. Oh, her mic is still out. Is does your mic work? Oh, here mine's back. I hear yours. Sorry, everyone, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Um, Jenny, you're still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Anyway, get vaccinated. 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 Get Here's one of the strangest stories of the year, perhaps. Um, and I'm just going to read you this headline. But before I do, I want to tell you this appeared in something called the Latin Post. I've never heard of this before. And it may be complete bullshit, or they may just have a lot of the facts wrong. But the headline is, Ricky Martin allegedly had incestuous relationship with nephew, and he could face up to 50 years in jail for it. This is according, once again, to something called the Latin Post. A Puerto Rico judge recently issued a restraining order against Ricky Martin in accordance with the country's domestic violence law. Mm -hmm. Eric Martin, the Puerto Rican singer's brother, revealed that the complainant is their nephew, Dennis, excuse me, Dennis Yadil Sanchez. The complaint claimed that Sanchez had a romantic relationship with his uncle for seven months and they broke up two months ago. Sanchez is reportedly the son of Martin's stepsister. According to the complaint, Ricky Martin did not agree to their separation and called him frequently. The young man also alleged that uh, Martin loitered around his residence on at least three occasions for which the petitioner fears for his safety. He further noted that Martin has been consuming large amounts of alcohol and drugs. The restraining order issued to Martin prevents him from contact contacting the petitioner, whether in person or on the phone. Um, Ricky Martin has denied the allegations, but he hasn't gotten into any specifics. He just, uh, his lawyer said that they were completely false and fabricated accusations, and that when the true facts come to light, their client would be fully vindicated. Now this 
Puerto Re- or this Latin Post story claims that he could face up to 50 years in jail for incest, according to Puerto Rican laws. But I don't see how that's possible be- unless Puerto Rico has crazy laws. This is his stepsister's son right. that Ricky apparently had this relationship with, and he's of age. So that's not incest. And I don't see how it would be illegal. It's creepy as fuck if I'm it's true. If, um, oh, this one doesn't work either. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jenny's back. I'm wondering if Ricky Martin denies that he's stalking the nephew or if he's denying that there was any relationship at all. I think he's categorically denying it. Okay. His brother, Eric, the one who came forward and named the nephew, said that his nephew has mental problems. Right. And he was sure that he wasn't telling the truth. Does one, he need a therapist? Exactly. One clue to whether or not this is true is the fact that this has not been reported by any mainstream outlets. Well, his publicist, I'm sure, put a stop to that. I just think people are so afraid of being sued by by saying the word incest or claiming anything that – I mean, because that's really defamatory if it's true. Right. I mean, if it's not true. Right. And, there were reports a couple weeks ago that Ricky Martin had been served with a restraining order. That part is is incontrovertible. Is that the right word? Yes. Is it? But the relationship that he allegedly had with this 21-year-old stepnephew, there's there's nobody no legitimate source is reporting that that I can see. And when I posted this on the Adam Sanctuary Facebook page, people got very angry. In what way? They were like, you don't know if this is true. This could really ruin him. Fuck you. It's not incest. He's a stepson. I was like, I'm just posting this article right. here. I'm not saying I know it's anything. It's newsworthy. So, and my, the only thing I did say is, if this is true, it doesn't matter whether he's biological or not. It's totally inappropriate relationship. You don't have- 100%. I have step-nieces. They are my nieces. They are every much my nieces as as my other. It's just like Ricky Martin can get anyone in the world. You got to pick that dude. Like that just seems highly inappropriate and problematic. Yeah. But again, this could be completely fabricated. You know, the the Ricky Martin's brother is saying that there's mental problems um, and so forth. So we will watch this story. Sure will. And again, everything is alleged. I do not want to be sued by Ricky Martin, but I do want to be fucked by him. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're going to reach out to Steve shortly, but I just want to quickly go through the LGBTQ Emmy nominations. Mm. Jenny, do you care? Does it matter to you when a queer person gets nominated for one of these awards? I think it does matter, especially if the material itself is gay. I think I think that makes me feel like proud. Um, um, I, I think they should be recognized. I agree. Well, it should surprise no one that RuPaul's Drag Race and Queer Eye were once again nominated in uh, the reality TV competitions. Uh, RuPaul himself is nominated again for host of a reality or competition program along with five members of the Queer Eye crew. Randy Rainbow scored a nomination for Outstanding Short Form Comedy, Drama, or Variety Series. Um, Let's see. Um, Sarah Paulson was nominated for her incredible performance as Linda Tripp. I on FX's it. impeachment, you got to watch watching. that. Oh, it's so good. We just watched Feud. Oh, isn't Finally. that great? Obsessed. It's so good, and and honestly, impeachment's even better. Okay. Uh, Bowen Yang nominated once love again him. as supporting actor in a comedy series for SNL. Murray Bartlett, who I'm Adore. in love with. Oh my god, that scene for where he, where he <laughs> ate the ass in White Lotus. He yes. was nominated for that. Uh, Hannah Einbender on Hacks. Yep. I, I guess she's bisexual. I guess so. She her character is. She was nominated. Kate McKinnon. Love. Uh, they're both up for she went supporting to my high actress. Really? Mm-hmm. How fun. Uh, Nathan Lane and Jane Lynch are both up for guest acting nominations for Only Murders in the Building. Um, Jared Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael, whom I love and have talked about before, he got a nomination for his hosting of SNL, which was he brilliant. He was so good. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of others. So Did he get an Emmy nod, nod for um, his stand-up special? Or do they not I don't, have that category? I don't think so. They should oh. have that category. Uh, yes, in fact, they do have that category because Dave Chappelle was nominated for right. the closer in which he ranted about trans women. But Rathaniel was not. That's a shame. It is. Uh, at least not as far as I can tell by this article. Okay. All right. Let's get to, uh, as you know, Steve Cesaro, my co-host, is frolicking through the woods this summer. And this is time for our week- bi-weekly update. Woods, kids of the woods. 
Welcome, Steve. Oh, my God. I love the bumper so much. As well you should. <laughs> Steve, tell us what's happening in the woods. So the woods campground is currently, it's a gray day. People are sad. And you know what happens on a gray day because the pool is open, but no one wants to sit outside and be cold, is it's a day for fucking. So grinder is all happening. Scruff is happening. Everyone in Pennsylvania is happy that they're not in New York City getting the monkeypox. So, but little do they know that New Yorkers are also at the woods and probably spreading of monkey course. I mean, Steve, as well as spreading their legs. Do people <laughs> not understand that they can't be fucking indiscriminately right now? I don't think so. But I think about it like, you know, guys are disgusting, right? We, we already are pretty risky in general. Most gay men are. So I think most people are just taking the risk saying we're not in New York City or most of these people aren't in the heart of it right now. Because um, there was definitely lots of people hooking up last night at the club and then there's this place in the woods called the underwear tree where um, around one o'clock everyone goes to the underwear tree and it is very dark some people wear glow sticks so you can see butts and dicks um, and it is definitely the most anonymous version of sex i've ever experienced i did not go last night but uh, friends of mine did steve i beg <laughs> you i beg you to just stop for now I know you got vaccinated oh, yeah. yesterday, that. and that's that. great. <laughs> but like, no more until until that vaccine has a chance to like build up, you yeah. know, your monkey your monkeypox immunity. I, I just nothing I will agree. stop these people, Jenny. It's yeah. crazy. Well, oh. if there's an underwear tree available, um, people are going to meet. No, is, nice is there underwear hanging from the underwear tree? Is that why it's called that? Yes, and it's not even cute underwear. It's like Fruit of the Loom old man diaper underwear. And there are a few either drag queen bras or some very busty ladies that threw their um, bras on there. And this is an uh, aphrodisiac? This makes people want to fuck? <laughs> I think it's more of like the the um, the idea that you go have sex and you throw your underwear on the tree. I but it, it's like a horror movie because the fabric is rotted and disgusting. And it looks like people poop their pants because they've been hanging on that tree for oh so my long. God. Are there benches? Is there a comfortable? Is there like a, an ottoman? Any, yeah. Or are we just leaning against actual trees? So everything and and uh, that you're thinking is true. There are disgusting plastic chairs like the ones your mom used to have in like the 80s. There's lucite. Like, <laughs> yes, the lucite chairs. There's some of those like metal chairs that with a fabric uh, cross stitch sort of weave thing that's yes. there. And there's little sort of trails going away where you can go for your private moment um, with a like, chair set there that you can go give someone a blowjob or you can you know, lean on the back of the chair while someone fucks you. Um, it's, like, it's like Stations of the Cross, except, you know, Stations of the Underwear Tree. Steve, other than, <laughs> like, other than fucking and sucking yeah. and rimming, are there other activities that go on at this campground or is it just for sex? So here's what's awesome about the campground. If you're not looking for sex, you would have no idea what's going on, which is why I like it. Because, you know, even though I'm a whore, I do like to relax. So, like, because of this monkeypox thing, on Thursday I was there, and I just had a fire, and I said, anyone who wants to come out, just come hang out. People come and hang out. We had drinks. We talked. We laughed. You're around the fire. So if you're not looking for it, you, wouldn't, you just wouldn't know. But if you are looking for it, it's everywhere. But There's are there a mutual like, friend of ours. Go ahead. Are there sports? Are there games? Are there organized yeah, activities? Yeah, volleyball courts. They have, uh, uh, last night was karaoke. Um, naked. Is, this weekend theme is, uh, it, it is some of it's naked. Um, it's Christmas <laughs> in July. So tonight they're leading a caroling, um, what do you call it, parade around all the different campsites. That's cute. And then while you sing, go you sing your little songs. You also go to other campsites that are offering Christmas-inspired shots. Oh. Now, so, will you be taking part yeah. in that? You're a singer. I, here, I don't like, I like Christmas. I don't like that sort of community, let's go sing carols. That's not my thing. I don't know why. I love caroling. It's like aggressive to you, Steve. <laughs> it is. It's aggressive. It's very <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> it's forced Christmas cheer. This is not a Jewish camp, uh, I'm assuming. N uh, well, I'm sure there are some Jews there, there right? Jews. Have you seen any yeah. circumcised yeah. dicks? <laughs> I have seen circumcised and uncircumcised. Is there something going on in New York? Because I'm starting to see more uncircumcised, I should say in general. Me too. Uncircumcised versus circumcised, because and I'm very confused. I feel like parents uh, for the last like, 20, 30 years have not been circumcising their kids. So as these younger uh, gays age up into our cohort, 
uh, into our community, they they uh, we're seeing more and more. And I'm not a fan, as you know. I, I you know, I like I a used cut to cock. Not be a fan. As a bottom, though, that foreskin you don't need that much lube because the foreskin bottom. does what it needs to do. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it in my ass. I just don't want to suck it. Yeah. And sucking is like my favorite thing. So it's kind of like yeah, it feels twenty-two. Um, Steve, you were starting to say something about a mutual friend at the fire. Oh, so a mutual friend of ours that we know. I'll, I'll tell you off the air who he is. Um, his name's Matt, though. That, so hopefully he I know who he is. <laughs> he does this thing where he where when he comes to camp, he normally stays with me. But he walks around the camp and just looks inside people's tents or looks inside people's cabins and trailers. And if they're fucking, he just opens the door and he's like, "Hi, what are you doing?" And sometimes they let him join in. It's hysterical. Wow. There's nothing creepy about that. <laughs> That's a good neighbor. I mean, the whole farm is there. That sounds a little <laughs> creepy. So a it's just him skulking around, and then you dogging out your boyfriend here. No, no, how you doing? Like, no. Oh, Maybe you yeah. can leave a sign on the door, like for housekeeping, like no, <laughs> no <laughs> peeping toms. Well, Steve, it's lovely. It is old school cruising. <laughs> it's lovely to hear from you as always. Unfortunately, we have a packed show, so we got to let you go. But we look forward to talking no with you in two weeks. And please stay safe Perfect. and uh, tell people that they do not want this monkeypox. I agree, and I will, and you too. And don't touch any weird sores or people in general for a few weeks. Love you and miss you. <laughs> Bye. Bye Steve. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. Um, we're going to talk to our other guest Bri, uh, in just a couple minutes. But first, I have to do this story because I promised I would. And this is about a place in New York City called The Q. Have you ever heard of this place, Jenny? No, but I'm old. Well, <clears throat> as am I. I think I'm older. The Q is a gay lounge slash nightclub that opened in June of 2021 to much fanfare. It's very close to me. It's on 8th Avenue at like 49th or 50th, right around the corner from me. And it was immediately very popular and it was a it was uh, <clears throat> launched by three men: Bob Fluitt, uh, Alan Pikus, and Frankie Sharp. Frankie Sharp is the best known of those three. He's like a legendary party promoter, mm -hmm. very popular in the queer community. Um, and he was there to kind of make it cool and spread the word and do all the publicity. And Bob and Alan were sort of the the, the money people and the business people. Well, <clears throat> Frankie Sharp is now suing. Bob Fluid and Alan Pikus, and the suit is mostly about him saying he was wrongfully terminated and cheated out of all this money, but the complaint has created a, a huge firestorm here in New York because in his complaint filed with the Supreme Court of New oh. York on June 10th, he adds allegations of racism against Pikus. Uh, Frankie Sharp alleges that Pike has told him, make sure your Latin nights are the good kind of Latins, Oy. not Blatinos. <gasps> Sharp also alleges that during an interview for a potential bar manager candidate, Pike has told one candidate, I don't need to break my back to hire people just because they're black and trans. Fluid has responded by saying there's a lot of false allegations. Um, and we're going to challenge this in court. But the, the the public outcry was so great that the Q released a lengthy public statement courtesy of their newly minted executive director, Luis Fernando. Of course, <laughs> now they have a Latino <laughs> executive director. His statement began with an expression of his own understanding of New York City's nightlife shortcomings and with a startling announcement, which is that Alan Pikus is no longer affiliated with the Q and not profiting from the Q any longer. The Q will also be launching something called the Q Community Center. Oh, God. A space that will be free of charge for community nonprofits. Um, there will be – I mean, it's such a it's such a complicated story because the, there's so many different allegations. One of them is that Pikus was getting his dick sucked hmm. in front of other employees. At the underwear tree. Which <laughs> At the underwear tree, which created, a, you know, great discomfort among the employees. You don't want to see your <laughs> boss getting head. Or maybe you do. But in any case, um, all of this has been chronicled uh, quite well by a journalist named Michael Cook, who's a friend of mine who writes for Instinct Magazine. So I, um, I encourage you to Google Q Lounge NYC Michael Cook Instinct Magazine if you want to read it. There's a lot of information, and you can read the entire complaint, mm. which is fascinating. I'm sure. It reads like a movie script. Um, well, when right. you get when you when you screw with someone's money, that's when action is taken, right? Exactly. But this isn't the first time that clubs in New York have been accused of racism and colorism. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's an ongoing um, 
problem sure. that people are, are calling out. All right, let's get to our guest. I'm very excited. Our guest today spent 23 years as a TV news anchor and reporter, receiving two regional Emmy nominations while working at stations in Texas, California, and Florida. But in 2015, he took his chiseled face and body and his ginormous cock into a new career, adult video. Here's a taste of the pornographic stylings of Dallas Steele. Oh, open up, boy. Oh, fuck yeah. Open up. And please give a warm ass welcome to Dallas Steele. <laughs> Dallas. Dallas, are you with us? I don't see any sounds coming out. He's connected, but I don't hear anything. Oh, fuck me. Do uh, you remember that thing where you did on your end where we connected you? Yeah, but now I can't remember how to do it. Um, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, see if there's a button on your screen uh, that says mute and try clicking it and see if we can hear you. Uh, he did it. He unmuted himself, but still no sound. Hello, hello. Can you hear us? All right. All right. This is uh, unfortunate. Let's try to get him on the phone, JB. You got it. Give me Dallas, we're going to call you. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Well, that clip made me very hungry. Did it? Do you ever watch gay porn, Jenny? I do. I did. I don't watch much porn these days. Um, but if I was to watch porn, I think it would be man-on-man porn. I've heard other women say that because they find straight porn so degrading and it kind of violent. It is degrading, and it is, and it's just all so fake. I feel like... The men both seem to be enjoying themselves. I know that's probably a fallacy. I think it's true for the most part. I will say when I watch a porn and the guy blowing or getting fucked is not hard, I don't like that. I really want him to be enjoying himself. That's important to me. Right. It just – and it feels so animalistic. Like that might be problematic to say, but there's no like – There's no – there's no foreplay and there doesn't need to be. Like it's two dudes – Sometimes they kiss and stuff. What's happening? Oh, I th- I'm, so, I'm sorry. I thought you had it. Speak up, JB. Don't, don't let me just keep chattering away. Um, we're going to try to get Dallas on the phone. Yeah, I mean, I rarely watch women's uh, porn involving women. If I yeah. do, it's usually for the show when I need like an audio clip. But it never looks like the woman is having no. any fun. And she's not. We know she's not. And women don't want like two dicks in their ass at the same time. No. And another one. In and their also mouth the positions. And... Now that I'm in my late forties, <laughs> well, me even too. just the position me that too. she's in. Exactly. How we doing? We have you on the phone, Dallas. I'm here. Uh, welcome. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Thank you for getting up. That happens sometimes after years in TV. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. You're in Palm Springs today, yes? I am. That's correct. Thank you so much. It's already a balmy uh, 102 degrees at 8.30 a.m. I don't know how you guys do it. I could not fucking live there. (laughs) Maybe in the winter. Um, Dallas, let's get the obvious question out of the way. How many inches long and thick is your monster cock? (laughs) Well, you know, uh, depending on the website that you go to for the various studios, it's anywhere from seven to nine inches. Uh, on a good day, I would say like 7.5 to 8. <laughs> I think it's one of the biggest in the business, I have to say. Well, thank you. And I noticed you have the same last name as Rocco Steele, who started his career just a few years before you did. Did you choose your name as an homage to him, and have you two ever worked together? Um, yeah, um, we we have never actually worked together. We're friends. We've talked. Uh, I would love to do a scene with Rocco, but, you know, he's in and out of the country now. He's living overseas, so it's yeah. kind of difficult to connect with him. Uh, but I would definitely be up for it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm verse, so I certainly have uh, experienced um, items of that size before, and I would love to give it a try, actually. But did you choose Steel, you know, with any thought to him? Well, there's, there's a story behind that. When I first got into business eight years ago, I had a contest on Facebook and asked my uh, fans to basically come up with a name. And initially, when I was living in Dallas, it was an amalgamation of all these different 
cities in Dallas, like Dallas, Austin, or Houston, Beaumont, and all of this stuff. And finally, at the end of the day, Dallas was the leading first name, and I was trying to come up with a, uh, a strong second name. And Steele kept coming up over and over and over. And the VP of Titan that I was working for at the time said, no, you can't use that because people will confuse you with Rocco. Well, as it turns out, that worked out well because in search results, we both come up. And exactly. we both have benefited very well from that. He thanked me, I thanked him. And if there's a little bit of confusion, hey, so be it. That's worked out. Well, we've had him on the podcast. He was a wonderful guest. And he his episode is our most popular ever. So, uh, you know, let's hope that history repeats itself with Dallas Steel. Well, I, I certainly hope so. Rocco's a great guy. And there's also another uh, Steel out there, Silver Steel, in Houston, that took his name kind of in tribute to me. And wow. so uh, there's, now, there's now three Steels. You, you guys should start a family, there. like yeah. the drag queens have families. It'd be the House of Steel. Or, and it's like or a I biblical if, thing. If Rocco and I ever do a movie together, we can call it Steel Squared. <laughs> uh, Dallas, I also have a TV news background. I was a line producer at Fox News for years and later at WABC here in New York. So I know how brutal a business it is. What made you want, want to change careers so dramatically? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, after 24 years in the business, I, the end of it was when I was in Naples, Fort Myers. And I was the main anchor of a, a main affiliate there. And every day you come into work and the overnight ratings are on the wall. And if you were stable or you were up, everything is great. But if you're off even a half a point, they're going to dissect that newscast, as you know, by the quarter hour to figure out what the hell happened. And a lot of times they're going to say, what did you do wrong? Most of the time, what did you do wrong? Even if it may be, you know, maybe someone got up to piss. I don't know. Maybe they had to let the dog out. Maybe right. they were going to sleep. But you get blamed for it. And that kind of stress day after day builds up to you. And it really reached a breaking point when they came to me one day and they said, you know, we know your ratings are up year to year here by three points, which, as you know, is worth a lot of money in, in most markets. Right. And they said, we've been doing focus group research on you here, and we've determined that people here just don't like you. Wow. Well, I knew that that wasn't true. Um, and I asked to see the research, and they wouldn't let me see it. They said it's confidential, even though it's about me. So they used that data, uh, that alleged data, to pay me off for the last year of my contract there. And I, did, I decided right then and there that that was it. I, I'd had enough of not knowing each day when you come in whether you're going to have a job and not knowing where you were with the station because every day it changed depending on what viewers did. And most people can't live like that. <laughs> right. Now, you were in your 40s by this time. Surely you knew, you were aware that you had this extraordinary penis was porn just sort of an obvious thing for you to slide into, or had mm -hmm. you been, had you thought about it so for a long time? Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I never really had thought about the, the size of, of that as as anything. It never really even occurred to me That's that what it was good size. Yeah, no, I've never thought about it. Um, you know, even in high school, I, I definitely was not a. Uh, a bold guy walking around showing off in the locker room. I was, I was really pretty quiet. In fact, you know, I would keep the towel wrapped around me at all, the, all times. And when uh, other guys went to the shower, I would grab a jock and, and steal one of their jocks. Wow. So I was more the, you know, kind of the creepy, quiet kid. Um, and in fact, in high school, I was quite overweight. Hmm. At one point, I weighed 5'10". Holy shit. I was 5'10 wow. and, and weighed 240 pounds with a 40-inch waist. So I was bullied and teased all through junior high and high school about my weight until my freshman year I tried to kill myself. Mm. Wow. So after six months in a hospital, I came back, and the principal there said, why don't you forget high school and take your GED and go into college? And I did, and I finished college two years before the rest of my class. But in the process... I also started working on losing the weight and just started walking and then started running. And it really wasn't until my mid-20s that I really even felt decent about how I looked. 
even even doing TV, which helped a lot with my confidence, wasn't enough. I really had to get focused on taking care of my, my appearance and my health before I felt confident enough that I could really even excel at TV. Hmm. And years down the road, when I got into, when the opportunity came to do porn, I had left TV in, what was it, 2011. And my best friend said, you know, you've always wanted to do porn. You've already decided you're not going back to TV. Why don't you apply with Colt and with Titan? And I did, and in a week, they both called me. Um, and I should add as well that when I left TV, I really didn't have a plan of what I wanted to do. And I with my, was with my partner of 13 years at the time. He had just landed a great new job in Dallas as um, VP of Creative for Mary Kay Cosmetics. I didn't know how stressful that job was, but it was his dream job, but it was also super stressful. Right. And I was bartending until I decided what I wanted to do next. And I came home uh, one night in August of 2014. And after 13 years together, he had taken his own life. <gasps> oh, my God. Wow. And so, you know, again, I was just mentioning my best friend was there that night. And he said, you know, Kelly did not have a will. And back in 2014, you couldn't be married. Right. And so his family came. And three days later, it took everything. Awesome. I mean, everything. Their, their family was looking around in our living room and saying how overwhelmed they were about what they were going to do with all of our stuff. And um, I was and, looking at being homeless in a matter of two to three months. I mean, it's just so much. And again, it's so much trauma. My all best friends. Yeah. My best friend said, you know, you better do something. And I said, well, I, I don't know what. He said, you've always wanted to do porn. Why don't you apply? And I applied, and that was now, um, what, 2014, uh, eight years later. It really so goes to show that, that, you know, we never yeah. know what's going on. We see someone who looks like you, and mm -hmm. we think he's got a perfect life, and he's never had any problems, and he's never suffered. But that is some real shit that you went through. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it, um, his, his death was, without a doubt, the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me. Um, you know, it. in that instant that you find someone, especially someone that you love, you know, you every plan and every thought you ever had for the future is out the window. Yeah. You know, Did, and, and suddenly you don't know what, what, what you're going to do. Dallas, I hate to make this transition because we're talking about real stuff right now, but I... No, I, please do. We that's only that's have, okay. I don't want to get too heavy. No, I, I appreciate your, your honesty, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I understand you better now. Um, than I did. But I, I'd like to sort of get into your politics a little, because when you and I sure. first started connecting on Facebook, um, and when I started promoting this episode, a number of people reached out to me, both privately and on my feed, and they were like, watch out for this guy. He's problematic. He's a Trumper. He's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> he has extremist views. And I actually, I was a little worried. I did some research. I looked at your social media before I booked you, because I really don't want to have a gay Trumper on the show. It's exactly. Just, it's like a step too far for me. And I saw where you very specifically said you did not support Trump, that you voted for Biden. No. You're not an anti-vaxxer. But you do have some, some views that I would say are different from mine. So how do you classify? Yeah, I, should, I mean, I should say that, I mean, first of all, yeah, I did vote for, for Biden and I am fully vaxxed and boosted. I have uh, absolute support for vaccinations and, and boosters as well. And the continuing effort to get all Americans vaccinated. I think it's crazy important. Um, do I have some moderate views? I definitely have some moderate views. Uh, unfortunately, I think sometimes in the gay community, and that's a big umbrella, isn't it, that sometimes we forget that there, there is room for people who um, have moderate views. And when I say moderate views, I'm not talking about civil rights. That's a pretty absolute for me in terms of choice, in terms of marriage equality, all of that. Um, but you also have to come from a point of understanding for your neighbors and family members who may have a different background, who may have come from a different spot. And I think the best way for us to move forward and try and get them on board is to have conversations about things. 
And unfortunately, the ultra-left will often shut conversations down with people who oppose them. And I enjoy having conversations with people I disagree with. I welcome it. And that's part of what happens on, on Facebook, on my social media. That's part of what I try to do every day is, you know, a long time ago, there was a guy named Rob, Rob Eichberg that ran a thing called the Advocate Experience. And he used to say the number one thing in getting people to come around to understanding who we are as LGBT people is for someone to know someone personally who is gay, who can share their story one-on-one -on -one so you understand. And I, I think that's how we change hearts and minds. So I agree with you, you know, and I, I, think, yeah. I think you and I agree on a few things. I think we agree that there are elements on the far left that uh, are too extreme, that have shut down dialogue, that have adopted a sort of, um, you know, either you agree with me on every single thing or you're my enemy approach, which is right. counterproductive. I think where you and I might disagree is in the equivalence of left and right. I mm. think far right is so much more dangerous and such an existential threat to our democracy and our way of life um, versus far left. I think far left is harmful and counterproductive, but I don't think they, they want fascism to take over the country as the far right does. Clearly, there is an element on the far right that involves violence against people that, uh, you know, none of us can agree with or support. There's, there's no way. Uh, and in some of the factions involved in January 6th, obviously, those people should be going to prison. Um, the, the thing that I everybody, people, everybody involved in January 6th should be going to prison, correct. in my opinion. Yes. And, and you know, I have no issue with that. that that's, that's true. But we also have to look at, at the other side in terms of, uh, you know, on the, the super far left when we have protests where people's, innocent people's businesses are destroyed. You know, if you're a mom and pop business that's been in 60 years, uh, should, should your business be destroyed in protest? That's not the, right. The thing is, Dallas, you know? nobody, none of the leaders of Black Lives Matter or any, any leaders on the left were advocating for destruction of property, were advocating for looting we're advocating sure. for any kind of destruction. Happens. That's true. It happens, right. and it was roundly condemned. I thought by 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 those people. So I think to find so people on to, social media saying, you know what? Uh, so what if Target is looted? It's a multinational corporation. They can afford it. Well, blah, I don't blah, agree. Blah. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was taught that destroying people's property is wrong. That looting and stealing is wrong. But it doesn't well, equal I, a human life. Well, it doesn't equal. No, it, it doesn't. You're right about that. And no, the thing is, the brutality that against true. a human is not equal to the brutality. No, that, against that is even more appalling. a clothing I, I rack. I mean, listen, Dallas. I yeah. live, I live in New York City. After George Floyd, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter uh, sort of uprising, there was looting here, and there was violence, and stores were boarded up, and it was terrifying. But ninety nine percent of all of the protests were peaceful. You're talking about a very, very small element that did a lot of damage that were not political in any way. Sure. They, they and, were just assholes we taking advantage of right. a situation. Yeah, it got blown all, out of proportion because it's sensational. Like the, 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 you know, what's flashy and what is on fire gets attention and news, right? That's how it works. That's right. If it bleeds, it leaves. Unfortunately, that gets a lot more coverage. Um, but, you know, I, I think sometimes when, um, when that kind of thing occurs – that it does whatever cause, and it's not necessarily just BLM. There are other causes that people protest for, obviously. But I think that does whatever cause you're fighting for a disservice when Absolutely. that happens. Absolutely. And I think, I think... Because that takes... Yeah. I think the overwhelming majority of BLM protesters would agree with you. I think there's a, been a mischaracterization uh, of, of what they are and, who, and what they stand for. But I want to... We only have five minutes left. I want to get to... Because I know that you have an issue with Fauci and with masking. And I still maintain well, – let me yeah. just say, I still maintain, and I've said this before, you know, Fauci hasn't been right about everything, uh, nor, ha have, <laughs> nor have doctors and scientists because this, is, this, COVID, right. this COVID thing is a moving target. But I don't believe that this man who's been the head of the NIH for 40 years, who was instrumental in developing HIV drugs – albeit too slowly at first, 
had any ill right. intent. I don't think Fauci is a bad oh, no. guy. No, um, Dr. Fauci is a good man. I, I don't question that. Uh, my issue is with the CDC at all, because as the data evolved and it, it changed, as we know, constantly through the last two years, um, when things changed, the rules didn't change. For instance, the CDC said in January of last year that surfaces were not a significant source of COVID transmission. Correct. Well, if, if that was true, then why weren't all the orders for, um, for QR codes at restaurants for all the contactless this and contactless that? Because they didn't know that at we first. Still had, well, we did in January 2021, and we still had QR codes here in Palm Springs until last September. I, I think that was just restaurants so, not updating also, their shit. Yeah, I'm sure it cost them a lot to get those QRs going. So why give up? Maybe they enjoy, maybe that they now prefer, prefer QR codes. Maybe it's just I'm a, easier I'm a for the restaurant. In that, in that, you know, it, I want a menu. <laughs> I want a but menu, too. Me. If I'm in an expensive restaurant, you know, I, I do not want to even see someone's phone on the table, much less in their hand, if I'm out to eat. I want. Um, I agree with you. But in my family that we don't take phones out. But Dallas, that's not the um, CDC or any government yeah, authority forcing that restaurant to do that. That's a restaurant making a choice. Well, and here's another, you know, a thing that I found problematic in that, you know, we had this rule with restaurants, and you probably did in New York as well, that when you came in, you had to be masked, and then as soon as you sat down, yeah, we had the same. You removed the mask. To me, that that seemed nonsensical. Me too. You know, me too. But um, I think, but I think the point is, people were no one knew what the right thing to yeah, do we was, were learning right? Learning as we went, but everyone was trying to mitigate this as best they could. I don't think anyone had ill intent. I don't think this was ever about gov oh, no. government not, not control. It just seemed clumsy. It was clumsy. The our, whole our, thing was clumsy, right? I mean, look at fucking monkeypox. Yeah. Talk about clumsy. The, the, the response to monkeypox so far in New York, where we're at the epicenter, has been a disaster. But I feel well, like... Well, and same here in California. You cannot get the vaccine here. And my doctor said, you know, hey, it could be months. But he said the good news is if you're over 45 and you've had the smallpox vaccine, you have some immunity. So there is that. Dallas, I wish that we had longer to talk to you because you've been really interesting to talk to. And I appreciate that we've had a really thoughtful conversation about some difficult shit will you please come back on the show sometime oh, i would love to i was like uh there, there's a book in this as i always say i've got an outline of 28 pages perfect <laughs> how can people follow you online uh the best way is on twitter uh dallas steel xxx um i'm also on facebook i have a dallas steel page and then under my my actual name jim walker so there's there's two ways Fabulous. and then on instagram daddy underscore Dallas Steel. Thank you for coming on the show, and I want to come to one of your giant pool parties out in Palm Springs. You, you absolutely need to, both of you. It's fantastic. Jenny, too. I'm there. <laughs> Thanks, Dallas. Yeah. Have, have a great day. <laughs> All uh, right. Jenny and JB, okay. plug Bye. yourselves. Go ahead, Jenny. I'm at Clutter Cowgirl on Instagram, and I'm also at Here and Now Wellness for my therapy stuff. We have like a minute and 30 seconds. All right. But, Go ahead. Plug uh, yourself. Mine's is Anarchy 12 only on Instagram. Uh, thank you both so much. We are back next week with two guests, not Fun. one. We're going to be talking to Adam Feldman from Time Out New York about the funny girl oh, controversy yeah. here in New York, which is rocking the theater world. Oof. We'll also be talking to author James Gavin, who has written a very revealing new book about George Michael that Love. I cannot put down. It is a great book. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing all of that next week. Jenny will be back with us. Can't Thank wait. you for doing this. Thank you. Uh, subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to order your ass merchandise at adamsank.com. Follow me, me on Twitter and Instagram at adamsank and on TikTok, where I am starting to post more frequently at adamsankofficial. Uh, nominate us for a podcast award, you guys, right now. As soon as you turn off your Whatever you're doing to listen to this, go to podcastawards.com, register as a nominator and voter, nominate us in the comedy, comedy and people's choice categories, email me your dick pics, uh, particularly if they look like Dallas Steele's dick, at adam at adamsank.com. Have a great week, bitches. Get vaccinated. Bye. Bye. Bye.